the biggest game of the season thus far and what we need to do to walk out with a dub. That is what we are talking about today as the Gophers take on Michigan State this weekend. You are no locked on happens, Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant, here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week. This is the show where we always continue to row. And be sure to follow us on YouTube, hit subscribe, so that way you can be a part of the community as we grow this thing. We started from the bottom. We're not quite to the top, but we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. So be sure to hit subscribe and follow wherever you get podcasts. Find us at Locked On Golden Gophers. Now, we're going to jump in. We're going to break down the Michigan State Spartans. Typically, we do this uh, on tomorrow's show, but tomorrow's show, we're going to be doing something a little different, a little uh, more significant, and we're going to be crossover episoding with the host of Locked On Spartans, Matt Sheehan, who will be able to give us a little bit more insight on that team itself, and we'll kind of bounce back and forth and really get a good outlook on the team breakdown as opposed to just me breaking it all down for you. So that'll be a different insight for you and we will be doing that tomorrow. But again, we're doing the keys to victory today, a matchup breakdown, key matchups, the three keys to victory, and then players that are maybe the most important on both sides of ball. We're doing all that today. So let's jump right in. Now, kicking it off with the matchup breakdown, the Gophers are favorites on the road at Michigan State, which is impressive. You know, that tells you that Vegas believes pretty strongly in this Gophers team and has some faith in them that they're they're taking on a team that was just nearly in the top 10, now has bounced out of the rankings, which again is absolutely wild, and the pollsters, I don't know what you're doing. I, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know how the Gophers haven't gotten into the at least the back half of this polls and also I don't know how Michigan State falls from 11 down to not ranked off of one loss where they started to storm back towards the end now did they start out ugly in that game absolutely but now you're talking about a team that was almost a top 10 team at home and they're dogs they're dogs at home in East Lansing that's just it's wild, but we will take it because that shows you how much faith Vegas has in this growing Gophers team, which is exciting. Now, that that number, that line, has been increasing. The spread is only two and a half points, uh, which means if you pick Minnesota, and they, they not only have to win, but in order to cover, they have to win by three or more. Uh, this is a lot less than we've had in the other games, but it's a lot more difficult of an opponent. Now, the line has been creeping up. It started at one point about 
a little over 48 hours ago, then it went to one and a half, then it went to two, and then it went to two and a half. So it tells you that the public has been picking Minnesota as well, and it's creeping its way up, which is nice. Hopefully, maybe the pollsters will start to give us a little respect if we can walk out of East Lansing with a dub this weekend. Now, the total score line has moved to 51 and a half points. And actually, I don't know if that quite has moved. It's kind of been staying stagnant right there at 51 and a half. So this point line is probably the most difficult to predict thus far for the Gophers games this year because both teams can score. So it makes it tempting to hit that over. But also, Big Ten play has a has a common theme to end up being grittier games sometimes low scoring grinding it out and on top of that you've got multiple players injured on both sides you've got chris ottman bell the wide receiver one for the gophers who will not be playing in this game and is done for the season and then you've got Jaden reed who i'm not sure if he's going to be back a receiver top receiver for the michigan state spartans this weekend i'm not sure if he's going to be back i'm not sure if xavier henderson their best safety on the team is going to be back I believe they also have a linebacker who is questionable. So there's quite a few injuries that could be impactful on both teams. So I don't know. I think I would lean towards the under on this game. Now, currently, impressive stats for the Gophers are that they're ninth in rush yards allowed with 209. They're fourth in pass yards allowed with 302. They're second in the nation in touchdowns allowed with only two touchdowns given up this year. Second in total defense with 511 total yards given up. And then they are first in in third down conversion percentage for both the offense and the defense. So we're the best at converting on third down and we're best at shutting conversions down on defense. So Great numbers that you like to see. Now, from players themselves, Mo is tied for second in the country in rush yards on less attempts, and he's really only played in the first half of games. So it's exciting to see that, and this is going to be a game where he probably is playing the entire game. So hopefully Mo can go out there, keep his 100-yard game streak running, Go break the program record when it comes to rushing touchdowns. And he is also tied for first in the nation in rushing touchdowns with seven, tied with Blake Corum. Uh, as far as yardage goes, he's tied with Anthony Grant of Nebraska and only behind Chase Brown of Illinois. So think about that. All those leaders are from the Big Ten. The Big Ten is a ground and pound, grind the clock out, heavy defense type of conference. And we're getting into that schedule right now. Now, other leaders from the Big Ten are Tanner Morgan. He's second in the nation in yards per attempt and third in the nation in yards per completion. And then the highest graded Power 5 players at their positions are quarterback Tanner Morgan. He's the highest graded Power 5 quarterback. Highest graded Power 5 running back is Mo Ibrahim. Highest graded Power 5 Tight end is Brevin Svanford, and highest graded power five cornerback is Terrell Smith, aka T Time. Now, that's that's some great, great start to the Gophers season. That's a great start to some of these athletes getting some recognition, but now is the time to uphold and maintain that you are actually that dude, that you are him. So you have to show up. 
in this Big Ten game to kick it off. First traveling game, first road game, first opponent that was ranked. And so you got to come in, but what are the key matchups in this one with all of that being said? Now, the key matchups, in my opinion, the first is Tanner Morgan versus their secondary. This secondary is clearly and obviously the weakness of this defense and Tanner's success this week could have a direct impact or direct correlation with the result of the game this weekend. Now Michigan State has the 103rd rank when it comes to passing yards allowed this season. Last season they were 100th, 130th of 130 teams in the FBS level when it came to pass yards allowed. So Michigan State, the past two seasons, has been able to just get really damaged when it comes to throwing the ball through the air. You can catch them off guard in that area. So clearly, that is going to be part of the game plan this week. And Tanner has been one of the most efficient passers so far in the country this season and has the highest passing grade on PFF for Power 5 quarterbacks. And then he is second in the nation overall when you include those G5s, when you include those lower conference quarterbacks as well. Now, this game and Iowa might be the biggest games, in my opinion, that are most necessary for Tanner to complete to be to be completely his best to give us his best and have us in the game enough to there's games I'll say it like this there's games where Mo Ibrahim you can run it on his back and you can come out with the dub there's games where your defense can play absolutely crazy and even if your offense is sputtering a little bit you can come out with a dub but when it comes to playing Michigan State and it comes to playing Iowa I believe we're going to have to have a successful and thriving Tanner Morgan to come out with the dub so Tanner Morgan versus the secondary is that very first matchup that I think is key. The second one is Brevin Spanford versus Angelo Gross. Now, not only because Xavier Henderson is hurt and we're unsure if he'll be back for this weekend, but also he's more of a threat in the run game. He is a run-stopping safety, and so Gross would likely be the man in coverage on Brevin Spanford more so even if Xavier Henderson was back. And he would probably draw a lot of the coverage against Brev, especially when Brev is in line or in the slot, um, along with the nickel corners eventually. But I think because of how much of an advantage that Brevin could pose against even a nickel corner, that Angelo Gross, who is one of their better players on the defense, would be the guy to draw Brevin in coverage. And I think Brevin might be an X factor in this game, especially with Crab out for the season so I think this matchup could be big time then you've got the final matchup of the uh, key matchups for me is Keon Campbell and Trey Mosley versus Justin Wally in tea time their best receivers versus our best corners their best two receivers right now and again this is with Jaden Reed being injured if Jaden Reed's back Maybe this looks a little bit different, but as it currently stands, even if he's out, these two guys have put up six touchdowns of their eight passing t- or receiving touchdowns. They each have three, and so 
you can't just pick one. You've got to shut them both down. You've got to be consistent on both of them. And so our corners, uh, tea time, as I said, has shown to be one of the best corners in the nation as of this moment. And we know Justin Wally's upside. We know the flashes we saw from our freshman All-American last season. So those two guys continuing to shut down is going to be huge in this matchup could showcase how special our secondary is truly. Now, luckily, they have these safeties over top to help them, and both of our safeties are some of the most experienced players on our team. But it's really going to come down to moments of man coverage, moments of being able to hold your own and have that uh, basically give coverage sacks to our defensive line by closing those tight windows, keeping it really difficult for the receivers on Michigan State's team. Now, uh, overall, we're going to talk about the three points to focus on in this game for victory. That's coming up next. But first, let's talk about our friends over at Upside. Now, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts. And it really hurts. That's why I started using Upside. Now, Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. And with every purchase, I'm earning back thanks to Upside. To get started, all you have to do is download the free Upside app, use promo promo code LOCKED. I can't, words are hard right now, folks. Works are hard. But you're gonna use promo code LOCKED after you download the Upside app, and you'll get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. So all you gotta do is claim the offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. You check in at the business, then you pay as usual with your card, and you get paid. It's that easy. In comparison to credit card rewards programs or loyalty programs, you can earn up to three times more cash back on Upside. It's why I started using it. It's made life a little bit easier when you go and pay for higher gas prices and you're like, man, I got to do it anyway, right? You got to do it anyway. Why not get a little bit of cash back, get a little bit of money back in your pocket? So use Upside. Download the free Upside app today and use promo code LOCKED to get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on just a purchase of $10 or more. Why not? You know, why not? Use promo code LOCKED and do that on the Upside app today. Thank you for listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network and making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers sports daily. Now, we're going to jump into the three keys to victory to beating the Michigan State Spartans this weekend. Again, it's a massive matchup for the Gophers and one we can't take lightly. I'm going to put respect on Michigan's name. Mich- and when I say Michigan, I mean Michigan State. Don't, don't flame me for this if you're watching Spartan fans. But they're a team that can't be taken lightly. They're a team that, you know goes in weird waves of getting tons of respect and then getting disrespect pretty quickly, ebbs and flows, high ups and downs as far as the roller coaster of prestige that they get. And I'm gonna give them their credit. Coach Fleck, as I mentioned on Twitter, you can check that out at 4K Rob Video. I posted a video of his last presser where he kind of gave his assessment 
of the Michigan State Spartans, and it was glowing. It was glowing. They have freaks all over the field. They have absolute athletes, length, versatility. So they're a team you have to take seriously on top of Mel Tucker being a good coach, a good coach who is physical and aggressive, and his team is well coached. Now, again, they have their weaknesses. They have their flaws, and it seems like the passing defense is one of those. So the three points that we have, the first is that passing defense. We need to attack through the air to open the run game. Now, typically the Gophers have been a ground game team than letting the ground game open the passing game because they can't stop Mo. And then you can, when they try to stack the box or anything like that, then that's when you can start pulling out some passing options and catching these teams off guard. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, this team is pretty good at run defense. They're going to be out there looking to stop Mo Ibrahim very quickly from the jump. So why not flip our approach? Why not keep them on their heels backpedaling and attack through the air to open up that ground game? Washington picked apart the Spartans through the air with nearly 400 passing yards and four passing touchdowns. And having the threat of an effective passing game kept them in the game, kept them ahead early, and kept the secondary on their heels and opened up the ground game for their two lead running backs. And their lead running backs combined for 105 yards and one touchdown. Now, Mo is much better than the running backs on Washington. In fact, Trey Potts is probably better than both of the running backs on Washington. So everyone in the nation knows we like to attack on the ground. Why not zig when everybody else thinks we're zagging? you like, you why not zig and then eventually zag against MSU and keeping them uncomfortable? Why not come out hot passing the ball and then have the secondary, have the linebackers have to think more coverage-wise than just to let Mo run it on the ground, open up a little bit more holes for Mo, allow him to thrive and get a little more success going. Now, we know Mo is great in contact, but I think that Doing the unexpected here might really give fits and habits to this Michigan State secondary, which is what you're really trying to attack because it is the weaker spot of their team. Now, the second key point for winning this weekend is using our speed on defense to wreak havoc. Now, keeping a heavy pressure on the quarterback will be key. Our secondary should already give fits to that uh, to this this team to the quarterback especially and give the front seven extra time to create pressure the secondary like i've said they're moving they have the recovery speed that i've seen from our dvs from our safeties from our linebackers it's been insane it has been truly insane and it is so much fun to watch we need to keep that up and keep this speed just flying around the field the recovery speed should force tight window throws for Peyton Thorne, who has the ability to do it. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Peyton Thorne has a pretty decent arm. Uh, he makes pretty decent decisions. Now, are there moments where he flubs up? Yes, but overall, I respect him as a quarterback, especially in the Big Ten. But if we can force those tight window throws due to the tight co- coverage of our secondary due to the speed of being able to keep up with the receivers, give the looks like it is available and open just to close and be able to at least get a PBU there. 
and maybe potential turnover-worthy plays, that is going to be huge in this matchup. Shutting down the explosives will be massive, and that was a big part of their success last year in the Spartans program, was having the explosive plays, especially with Kenneth Walker. And now he's gone. Jalen Berger's been looking decent. Jarek Broussard is a better second back than what they had last year. But I think shutting down those explosives, which the Gophers have been one of the best teams at doing in the nation, is maintaining and keeping explosives low or a non-factor. Doing that, again, in this game will be key and pertinent to winning, and we can do that with the speed on defense. Now, the final, the final point in this game is playing clean. Yes, we want to get Mo involved. Yes, we want to get the ground game going. But I think overall, penalty-free football, making the fewest makes mistakes possible. There's been little blemishes throughout our first three games, and they've been really little. I'm being honest here. But like the fourth and out that we had that got called back because of a penalty. Um, we've had a couple big plays where we've gained 15, 20 yards on a pass play, on RPO, on a run, a breakout run, where we get a weird penalty. And it draws it back and it always happens on those type of plays well we can't afford to lose those type of plays against Michigan State so we need to play a clean game no uh, pass interference calls which I believe we've had two or three this year we got it we got to clean up that end because those are going to be more pertinent in this matchup against a stronger team so you definitely want to keep playing a clean game. The three points right there. Attack through the air to open up the ground game. Use our speed on defense to wreak havoc. And then finally, playing a clean game, especially when it comes to the penalties. Those are the three key points. Now we're going to close the show with the top players that need to step up for the Gophers on each side of ball. That's coming up next. All right, we're going to wrap this thing up with the top players on each side of ball that we need to step up this week. We're going to start with the offense, and the offense, it's going to ring true as the same guys I listed last week. This week, you know, I had Brevin Spamford as a consideration here. I've already told you I do think he's going to be an X factor in this game for the Gophers, but the top two people that I think we need to step up this week are Dalen Wright, because we saw the connection that him and Tanner briefly showed. We saw the trust in the jump, jump ball touchdown, the impressiveness of the toe tap, but we need that, that connection to continue to thrive, especially with Chris Amon-Bell being done for the season. Chris Amon-Bell opens up so much for our offense. Coach Fleck talked about how key he has been for us and for our, our program, not only on the field, but off the field as well. But he is key to opening up that ground game for Mo because of the connection he's had with Tanner, because of all the things that he can do. Well, now we need somebody else to step up, and I think that needs to be Dalen Wright. Dalen Wright has the upside and the talent to be a number one receiver. He just hasn't had the consistency, and now's the time. Now is the time where you have to have it, and you have to step up. We've got... Uh, Daniel Jackson back, which is awesome. We've got Michael Brown-Stevens, who shows flashes. We've got Brevin Spanford, but Dalen Wright has to take the step this week. He has to take the step to be a number one and give that look of a number one to be able to open up the rest of our passing game and offense. Now, the second player that's most important is Tanner Morgan. I've already mentioned this. I think this game, this win, could be necessary for 
it to be on Tanner Morgan's back, to be on his shoulders, to be able to pass us to victory in this game. I do think Mo will still have some success. I do think Mo could still crack 100 yards. But I think that all of that is going to come on having a successful passing game, which rests on Tanner's shoulders, establishing that connection again with Dalen Wright, but also being able to find those openings when they present themselves. Last week, we missed Michael Brown Stevens on a big post route that was there. We can't miss those type of looks when we're given them. So having the connection, having the reads with Dalen Wright, Michael Brown Stevens, Daniel Jackson, Brevin Spanford, we still have depth at pass catcher. It sucks that Chris Bell went down, but we still have the depth. So Tanner Morgan's really got to be on his tens, on his aces this upcoming weekend to help our offense thrive. Now on the defensive side of the ball, I've got T-Time as one of the most important players this week. Whether Jaden Reed comes back and he draws that coverage, or whether it's taking on Mosley and uh, who else was I just mentioning? Mosley and Keon Campbell, my bad. Uh, whether it's taking on those guys or it's taking on Jaden Reed, he is going to be very important in stopping this passing game so that way our front seven can give the ground game some fits. I do believe Berger is someone you need to keep an eye on, but I think that the passing game has been more troublesome for the Gophers defense than the run game as it stands right now. Um, And that's not to say our passing defense hasn't been good, but that's just saying we've given up more yardage there. So I think that tee time is going to be very important in condensing that yardage and staying effective throughout the game. And then the final player on the defensive side of ball that is key for us is Mariano Sorimarin. Mariano Sorimarin has been like a quarterback on this defense. He's able to really read and call out Uh, the different defenses, the different shifts that we need to be aware of and communicating on the defensive end. He has been a key player, a dog on this defense, and he is a playmaker. When he hits, when he tackles, when he makes a play in the backfield, it's a big hit, folks. It is impact. It is, he is, he is a very big key to this defense, and I think it's going to show more than ever how special he can be. He's a tackling machine. He's pretty good in pass coverage as well and he's a great communicator and the leader on the defense when it comes to vocalizing so Marina Surrey Marin is going to be one of those key players and that is going to wrap it up for us on today's show now tomorrow we're talking with Locked On Spartans host Matt Sheehan and it's going to be good folks so be sure to tune in be sure to hit subscribe on YouTube as we move forward in this Spartans week in this Michigan State week and Get ready. Get ready. It's going to be a big game. I think it's going to be a fun game. And that's going to do it for us. This is Kane Rob signing off. Row the boat. Sky and Mountain. Go, folks.